Welcome to Season 6, Episode 5 of the Gateway Geeks Podcast, Time Loops and Try Guys. This time, we talk about Episode 2 of Season 2 of Russian Doll, and Sarah gives us the lowdown on the Try Guys controversy. Now your hosts, Joe, Sarah, Chris, and Tracy. All right, so welcome to Season 6, Episode 5 of the Gateway Geeks Podcast. Uh, this time we're talking the second episode of Russian Doll and our pop culture dalliances <laughs> lately. Um, <laughs> I don't have my mic anywhere near my mouth. Like, this oh, week, the guys try pop culture. <laughs> yes. I am Joe. Hi, I'm Tracy. Hi, I'm Sarah Jane Connor. Hey, I'm Chris. All right. And we, did uh, you check levels at any point? I did. Okay. We're fine. Well, last time we just had the air conditioner going the whole time, so this time we don't have that. I feel oh, like it'll okay. greatly improve our quality just naturally. Well, that's because, uh, you know, my, my life fucked our schedule so hard that it's a different season now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. Mine too. We. Yeah. Um, I guess it wasn't my fault for once. No, it was. No. Oh, that's rare. It was definitely. It was Joe's pushed, birthday. Well, I only pushed it back a day. It, yeah. It, with a child concussion. <laughs> You're we, funny. Uh, best wishes to to Addison. She, <laughs> she doesn't get any murderous rages from her concussion later in life. She only lost like a week of math. She's fine. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know if I could afford to lose a week of math, honestly. No. Well, that's because you're currently taking statistics. Oh, don't fucking remind me. Boo. It sucks. Okay, oh, so uh, we all watched I Honey, and there's Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny's trying to... She almost fell. It's not her fault. <laughs> I did recently describe her as frequent co-host. Yeah. <laughs> she is. And, like, I love that her and Sarah have this, like, <laughs> love relationship going We're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we watched the second episode of season two of Russian Doll. Um I don't know who wants to take a stab at giving us a sense of what's going on there. I'm going to nominate Sarah. If you uh, watched it was it still summer when I watched it. <laughs> I did watch it yesterday. I also accidentally also watched season th- episode three. So it's going to play together. <laughs> she watched season three. She I jumped did, ahead. I, I jumped ahead in time. I'm, I'm living Russian doll. I'm on a completely <laughs> different level than the rest of you. Because I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, is it just wild that they are trying to reboot Quantum Leap in a time when things like Russian Doll exist? It's weird. Or it's like, this is already being done better. Right. And you're trying to go back and redo Quantum Leap. I think they're just inspired by like the opportunity to make money off of like something like that. And it's like... What? <laughs> I've heard of. I, as someone who like is a, is a huge Star Trek nerd and hated Enterprise, if on the last episode, Archer just like looked over in the corner and went, Sam, I founded the Federation, but I still haven't leaped. What's going on? <laughs> Oh man! Now, so from in terms of like time travel mechanics, Russian Doll definitely seems like it's kind of like a string theory situation, right? Where you have multiple realities. Now you're thinking too hard on it. Because because I thought that quantum. I, I don't think so. You don't think so? I thought quantum. So okay, wait. Let me let me backtrack. Quantum Leap. The premise was that the main character had like a role to perform to fix a situation right each time they left yeah yeah now was that going to happen no matter what and he was just there to fulfill his niche or was no it... he was actually yeah. changing history he was changing yeah no history. he was explicitly changing history okay and then what is so what is happening in this season of russian doll how how is that working can we tell yet the thing is i don't think that there's been any indication that anything in the future has changed based on mm. anything that she's done yeah there's it de- seems like if have mostly played out the same way that they always have. To jump it's ahead, a, it's the, a Lost style of, yeah. uh, of time travel. <laughs> the, the, the if sh- anybody watched Lost besides me, <laughs> I watched Lost. Oh, were we, there was no time travel where they're all just dead. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. There was actual time travel in Lost. Yeah, I know. Lost is so fucking stupid. You didn't even watch Lost. You don't get to say that. <laughs> I watched the first season and I was like, "This is clearly going nowhere." Yeah. And I, I, I jump back in the, for the finale, and I'm like, ha, ha, you fuckers. The, uh, but no, like, like just to jump ahead a bit, this 
episode explicitly has told us that nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. That the, like she might be able to change details, but see, that's what I found interesting. So there's the there's a scene later in this episode where Nadia, who look who appears to be her mother to um, oh my god why can't I, I have totally Ruthie forgot. to Ruthie, like Ruthie and Nadia are in the past. They are sitting in a booth. They just retrieved the family gold coins. That's yeah. like the sort of MacGuffin or whatever for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nadia's like, you should invest in Apple. Yes. Like she's trying to, she's trying to, so I just wonder if in future episodes we're going to see if there's like any evidence of I that. I don't think we're going to see it actually. I think maybe she'll be able to dance around the edges, but yeah. okay. So there, you know, I, I, there's certain things I call Rosetta Stones, right? Where a, 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 a writer will foreshadow the themes that you're going to play with. Mm-hmm. This was done very heavy-handedly, but in a way that I dearly loved with the Coney Island speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go into the Coney Island speech, because I think it's really probably the most takeaway yeah. of this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where the, uh, the uh, Chez, yes. she, she tracks down Chez in the present day. Yes. And he's like, she's like, hey, where the fuck did you put my mom's money? And he's like, what are you talking about? That was forever ago. Like, what, she didn't tell you? Like, he's heavily insinuating that, like, hey, I didn't, I may have taken that money once, but I didn't, I don't have it. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Right. He's living in, like, a shithole apartment. Yeah. And he's an old man. And yeah. he's definitely <laughs> like, insinuating that, like, no, your mom got all that back. Yeah. But then he also says, like, oh, you're chasing after these coins. In my family, we call that a Coney Island, mm-hmm. where it's an idea that if one thing could be different in my past, everything would be different, mm-hmm. but it never is. Yeah. Right. Which is the, which, like I was saying, that's like the non, what is that even called? Linear. There's a different word for it besides the string theory thing, where it's basically like whatever is going to happen, happens. Oh, okay, you're taking it from the science fiction perspective. Yeah. It's a, I, I, I put on your humanist hat, sure. you know, art yeah. historian, librarian. Right. Where, no, it's an emotional thing where it's like there's these things that we think if we could change one thing in our past, yeah. everything would be better. And this is saying, no, you've also made shitty decisions in other <laughs> ways in your life. Like, yeah. like changing one thing will not fundamentally change who you and everyone you know are as people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll just say, like, I find that, like, really comforting, like, just as, like, a human. Yes. That, like, I just feel like, um, I, I feel really lucky that, like, pretty early in my life, I was like, even if I could change bad stuff, I'm pretty sure shit would be the same. Like, mm-hmm. because. Well, you'd be the same person. Well, not only would I... Or maybe worse. Right. (laughs) Yes. Like, even... But exactly. Even if I thought this thing that I thought was so good could be back to the good way, other problems would present. And, like, I'd be faced with a whole new set of circumstances that would probably suck even worse, as much as I don't want to believe that. Yeah. One of my favorite... God, I take everything back to Star Trek, and I do apologize. (laughs) One of my favorite episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation is, you know, Picard is getting his artificial heart replaced. He's maybe dying on the table. And then Q, the otherworldly, you know, sort of a character who's somewhere between God and Puck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Shows up and is like, I can send you back in time and give you a chance to not get impaled through the heart. And he does, and in the process, fucks his life up so fundamentally and, he's and the- becomes, like, a fundamentally different and worse person because of it. Yeah. He's, that he's, he's like, no, I'd rather go back and die on that operating table. He's like the third-rank astrophysics guy or yeah, something. Because yeah. he's just, like, he's never had that brush with death that made him, right. you know, take chances and whatever. Right. And, I've seen uh, that episode. And that yeah, it's so good. good. And that's kind of what this is hinting at. It's like, you know. Well, Nadia spent her entire life thinking that if her mother could have just saved her mother's gold, that she would have had a foundation to build her life upon after Mm -hmm. her mother died so early. She could have gone to college. She could have had some sense of security aside from just having Ruthie there as a emotional support and it does sound like Ruthie raised her after her mother's death and things like that Mm -hmm. but she does hint in this episode which I'll be honest 
I found out slightly surprising, but I think it's because Ruthie's currently very ill in the present mm-hmm. that she's hinting that Ruthie doesn't have a lot of money. And I definitely was under the impression that yeah. she had money. Yeah. Because she's got a huge well, she's sweet... a psychiatrist, well, right? Well, she lives in a fucking, like, brownstone. She yeah. lives like... in a big-ass place for yeah. New York City. And, like, she just gives off vibes of, like, I've got money to spare. Yeah. And she's like, Ruthie, you need more money in the future. So, like... So but I think they that, found out she has like some terminal cancer. But I think that they hinted that in this episode where they see that Ruthie gave her engagement ring from her recently deceased husband to help Nora, yeah. Nadia's mom, get her gold back, which was such a precious and heartbreaking scene. Mm-hmm. Because to have someone else love you that much, to give up a symbol of love when you've just experienced the death of that person, shows a depth of, like, human connection that I think is pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know, aside from, like, maybe three people in my life that would ever even consider doing something like that for me, Mm -hmm. or that I would consider doing something like that for. Yeah. Yeah, I would... There's a subtext to all this that's the subtext to all of our lives. We all worry about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have to. Like, yeah. welcome to capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and But money becomes a stand-in mm-hmm. for other problems. Because not having money makes problems worse. Yeah. But it's not actually the problem. Like, yeah. so often we'll run into things where it's like, God, if I had the money to make this go away, but that's not what caused the problem. Yeah. Now, there are problems that are caused by not having money. I do not want to downplay yeah. the deprivations of poverty. That is not what we're dealing with, for the most part. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with people who have other issues that are exacerbated by not having a lot of money. Yeah. You're dealing with insecurity. You're dealing with mental illness. You're dealing with a, a terminal cancer diagnosis. You're yeah. dealing with a lot of things that put added financial pressure. And it would be... but And that that's the whole thing is that she's using this gold and that financial stability mm-hmm. as a stand-in for having a mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then there's all those issues of identity wrapped up in it, too. My favorite sure. line of the whole thing is where she's like, we're Ashkenazi Jews, not wizards. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I love that. I love the look <laughs> on her fucking grandmother's face when she says it, where she's like, bitch, we might be. Yeah. <laughs> That's the strong feeling, well, I, I get. I that was when she was talking to the weird, was it like her grandmother's friend? It was her grandmother's friend. Yeah, like, yeah. I can tell yeah. you from watching the next episode, she's confirmed to be Romani, so she's not part of the family, but she is also Hungarian, I believe. She's hung- okay, okay yeah. that makes sense, because I, she's, whenever she's I... She's Hungarian and also a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, they do the thing... To feel- give you a glimpse of the future. <laughs> there's, there's such a Hollywood telegraph of that. It's like you have... An older woman with dark hair who has like the strong under eye makeup. That's like they Hollywood. Really for... exaggerated that under eye makeup. Yeah. They did. That's like <laughs> like strong Hollywood uh, telegraphing of yeah. the Romani thing. But but I think it's also underlining or your Angelica Houston. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 also underlining these cultural ties between people. Who, if they were still in Eastern Europe, would hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. But as part of the diaspora, they're family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's 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 that whole it's that whole you know, it's it's the Holocaust survivor diaspora story. It's the New York story. Yeah. I was gonna say it's very New York. Very New York. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's these people who's. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you don't fall. Anybody's. Honey Bunny is like Honey Bunny is currently for listeners holding on for dear life to Sarah's breast. Yeah. Honey Bunny is is very presumptuous. She just She's a boob grabber. You know what? She did that to me. She does like the boob nuzzle and I'm sitting there on the couch and she does it to me and I was like fuck you Honey Bunny. Sucks up and like starts she just likes breasts. She does, man. She's not... She's, she's not... I can relate. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, Fair. yeah. The, uh... Yeah, there's... 
there's an underlying through the entire series of, you know, people who are bonded by trauma as much as they are alienated by it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is something none of us can relate to. No. <laughs> right. Certainly not. So was this just kind of, I mean, the hard, I think the hard thing about this episode is it felt to me like it was definitely like move the plot along kind of episode. Oh, this was a table setting episode. Yeah. For sure. Like there wasn't a lot of extraneous things going on in this well because like we only see alan in a very brief moment where nadia's nadia's on a train in the subway and like it's the trains pause next to each other going in opposite directions and she sees alan and is like holy shit and banging on the door of course i think she's currently like looking like her mom so like how would he even know it's her Yeah, yeah yeah But he doesn't see her, and, like, this brings up a lot of anxiety for her about, like, where's he going? What's going on with him? But then we'd hear nothing else about him. So it's setting the stage for, like, the next episode to probably feature a bit of Alan, I hope. Uh, The very tiniest bit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, something big's going to happen with poor Alan. Um, Yeah, I can't tell, like, what's going to be Alan's whole deal. From the it's a scene, but like it's, I'm very interested to see how that goes going forward. But see, I think that that's something this show does really well is it builds interest and anticipation. Mm -hmm. They do not treat us as the viewer like stupid assholes and just like here's everything on a silver platter and we're gonna give you an internal monologue and like you know I just appreciate that because Mm -hmm. although wouldn't. Uh, Natasha Leone's internal monologue be amazing. That would be good. I, mean, I like, think she pretty much says what's going on. That's what I was going to say. I think it was... <laughs> they have Harrison Ford do it in a dead monotone and clearly doesn't want to be there. I love that. That's a Blade Runner joke for anyone. Uh, the, my favorite scene is the opening scene because it's it's played so layered. Like, God, okay, I think anyone with, like, dead grandparents can relate to this moment of, like, oh, cool, my dead grandma. Oh, right, I am currently living uh, uh, the most uh, uh, emotionally traumatic moment between my mother and my grandmother, <laughs> which to yeah. me is just this uh, uh, this anecdote yeah. Like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah, this is the moment you... Okay, yeah. This is the moment that shattered what was left of my family. Cool, cool. I've always wondered what this looked like. <laughs> and she's still, like... She recognizes the, amaz- the, the 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 immensity of it, but she can't emotionally connect to it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's so remote. Yeah. Despite right, yeah. her being there. And there, but there is that moment of realization. She's like, oh, I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. Yeah. But she says, like, a great line where she's like, that's a terrible thing to say to your daughter. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, which it's just, like, it's nice for her. Because I think that, you know, obviously, like, you know, Nora, Nadia's mom, was a super complicated human. Yeah. yeah. Who made lots of terrible decisions, but was still a love lovable person. But, like, mm-hmm. I just think that for to see the pain she went through, which, like, let's just be honest, anyone who is the child of someone who went through something like the Holocaust is vicariously traumatized from birth. For sure. Uh, you know, that's just the way that goes. And, you know, that generational trauma that you were speaking about obviously greatly impacted her. And the other thing that I just wanted to point out because I think it's one of the best parts of the episode is that in the, I don't know, the original timeline, the current timeline, the fact that Nadia's best friends show up while she's traveling time and space uh-huh. to take care of her surrogate mother yeah, yeah, is so beautiful and also, like, I think for anyone who's a millennial right now, most of us don't have that. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. my two best friends, if I don't answer my phone because I'm kind of a shitty and consistent person, that they would show up and take care of this person who's incredibly important to me. 
And it's because Ruthie's lovely and she's been great to these people as well. Mm -hmm. But they're literally doing it all for her. And, like, I think that's something that all of us, especially, like, in this sort of, like, quasi-post-pandemic world, are wanting in our lives. Well, and it's weird because yeah. you can't, like, so my parents both got COVID the last couple weeks. Mm. And it's like, you actually can't show Right. Up. Like, yeah. you get, because, you know, um, and so, like, you can, you know, we've been calling them and texting them and, like, treat, we brought them some stuff last weekend. But it isn't even as though you could go over there and make them soup and shit. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I had a. I'll 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 leave names out. But you know, I I I, I had a a close personal friend who got COVID, at an absolutely worst possible time in their life, and uh, <sighs> no, Megan and I both just very quickly made the choice where it's like, yeah, no, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> where you know she yeah. she she had to stay away because she has to like work. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm just like, all right, fuck it, double mask, yeah. do what you can. Right. Right. But like you know, this was like physically moving this person, taking them to appointments. Mm-hmm. Inexplicably, did not get COVID that time. Yeah. Then I went to the beach for a week and got fucking COVID. That's that sounds like uh, hippie Jesus was punishing you for enjoying yourself. Yes. He's like, yeah. you know, no, I think it's just called going to Florida. Going to Florida. Like oh, you have God. to catch some disease going to Florida. <laughs> Like, you know, it wasn't herpes, so I mm, guess I cut yeah. out okay. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get syphilis from a toilet seat. <laughs> so, uh, go me. Dude, fucking Florida. Yeah, oh yeah, so since the last time, uh, Florida has been, once again, parts of Florida have been wiped off of the map. Right. And because Not politically, of how we, unfortunately, but... Yeah, because of how we know what causes hurricanes, clearly this was brought on by the policies of their governor. <laughs> and what a chump, like, just... Oh, that dude's such a piece uh, Like, of shit. just Look, talking to Hurricanes other... are only caused by God's punishment. Right. Ergo... Ron DeSantis. Guys. Ron DeSantis causes hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, mm -hmm. sounds right. So you must sacrifice him to the next hurricane. Yeah. Did you see just all the, chuck him in there. Just yeah. tie him up on the beach. Did you see all the memes of him wearing those, like, white waders? And everyone was like, it was like, gay yeah. Ron DeSantis causes hurricanes. <laughs> Amazing. No, oh, fucking, fucking Florida. No. Well, in other breaking news, right? Our president like made a huge announcement mm. yesterday about wanting to truly decriminalize marijuana at a federal level, yeah. and who knows what that will actually come to at a state level or at a federal level because it's just like him making statements. Yeah. But yeah. so it can't affect state level right now policies. And so what he's doing, he's announced, and it's so funny. It's so funny. This is something that is such an easy win, and he clearly still doesn't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> and he's being forced to do it because this is lock him up Joe, mm -hmm. the guy who was like, you know, one of the driving forces behind the war on drugs and mass yep. incarceration, is now being like forced at gunpoint by yeah. all these all these whippersnappers that you know didn't live through the war world war one you know none of you know the terror of the kaiser <laughs> so like he can like the president can you know he's announced pardons for people on marijuana charges federal marijuana charges right. because presidential pardons only work for on federal charges mm -hmm. uh and then he has advised the whoever's in charge of is it the is it the fda Who, who's in charge of scheduling I where's megan megan would know. know i think it is the fda yeah. scheduled Who, narcotics probably. yeah has has has, has a um <laughs> Encourage them to begin a review to uh, reconsider the scheduling of marijuana, which is like you could just fucking they work for you, Joe. Dude, yeah. it's you could just say deschedule it, but we gotta we gotta go because over I mean, like the and... truth of the matter is, it's scheduled in the same class as like heroin. No, yeah. higher. Yeah, yeah, higher. Uh, the devil's lettuce. Yes. <laughs> Because cocaine and heroin are still used in surgical procedures. Oh, my. Because, you know, like, cocaine is a really good local anesthetic, and it reduces blood flow. 
uh, you know, heroin has its, you know, these things that are prescribed as painkillers. Um, marijuana as, as, as a schedule one drug officially has no, no pharmaceutical or no, uh, what's the terminology? No clinical application. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the government puts it right up there with, uh, like, Oh my God! I think it's I think LSD is still Schedule Two. I just said yeah, because LSD was developed by the government. So, well, and LSD Ooh. did have NCAA. clinical application. Yes. So. Yeah, for a while there. Yeah. Well, it's and it's, and it's being reevaluated. It for is its just like psilocybin and yeah. MDMA and yeah. So psilocybin is the is the new uh, the new go to for uh, you know experimental uh, psychopharmacology. Oh, absolutely. Microdosing is huge. Yeah. Well, it's like what you were saying, though, Chris. I mean, it, to me, it feels very similar to what he did with student loans, where uh -huh. it's like yeah. some, someone was like, hey, yep. just fucking forgive student loans. You're going to have the whole you're going to like knock fucking six hundred dollar a month payments for right. millions of people just out of in the you're going to have all that extra spending power. Inflation is already crazy. All these people will definitely vote for you next time if you do it. Yeah, and they will have more money to spend. And then he, yeah. then, he then he did like Grandpa at the used car lot thing where he was like, "How about ten thousand dollars?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Where it's oh my god, it's like they, that you, was a big disappointment as someone with a lot of student loans. And debt. you have to apply for it. It's like just look, just be like, just no. give it to everyone who yeah. has. I understand that a lot of people got fucked. Because they had refinanced their loans and through I, private companies, and yeah. that makes me really yeah. upset because I feel like that was really encouraged for a period of time. Yes. Well, well, there was the thing where, like, they, in the I guess early two thousands, they were encouraging you to uh, refinance with your spouse, mm -hmm. and they had this like well, several that program people, was not as big. Well, but no, they had several people who like would do that, and then they'd be in like an abusive relationship, and they couldn't uh, get it undone. Well, and they and so still, they, they're responsible for the person who doesn't pay. And so they're, like, calling their abusive spouse every month, making sure they pay their student loan payment. It's <clears> just, like... Yep. No, I mean, it's bananas. it's wild. And, like, I personally remember being really pressured by my bank and, like, a financial advisor to reconsolidate my loans. Because, like, I, like, so many people, like, every year I was an undergrad, it was a totally separate loan. And then yeah. in graduate school, it's the same thing. So the number of actual separate loans is absurd. And then they're all different. What are you doing Sorry, to the cat, Joe? <laughs> Joe is torturing my I was my making sweet... a sushi roll out of her head. Okay. He's trying to teach the cat about the concept of time. <laughs> and like like a good anarchist, he's just completely rejecting She's it. She's like, uh, no. Yeah, so I just think that, you know, 10 grand is really helpful for I think some folks who've been paying forever and just have that last ten grand to pay off that's yeah. just purely interest. Yeah. I also think it's great for like maybe people who are just starting out in school. But for those of us who are, I think, kind of millennials, it's a drop in the hat. Well and you know what well, the yeah. people that it's a lifesaver for is, you know, three of the four of us work in the lower end of higher ed is the you know, the nicer way to put you know, you, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> there are a shit ton of people who go to college for a year. Correct. Drop out and still have these loans. Yeah, and they're yeah. just like, I but never... it's usually less than ten thousand. But you know, they get no benefit. They're working minimum wage jobs and yeah. still have these thirty loans. grand a year. When are you ever going to pay that off? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, they're lucky, true. they're making. It's a lifesaver for this the shit ton of people. Now a lot of them had private loans. Let's be honest. Yeah. But like, but also including Pell Grant recipients is huge. But again, that added for the Pell Grant recipients yeah, yeah. because of how many. Pell Grant recipients were also, on top of their Pell Grants, financing living expenses. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing with Pell Grants, if you drop out, is you have to fucking pay it back. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah. I mean, the thing that's really wild is, like, so Tracy and I, I mean, like, I have two master's degrees. I owe, like, 60-something thousand. People go through undergrad now can easily rack. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Which is bananas. So, like, each generation, it's just getting exponentially more expensive. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I mean, that's that's dark. That I mean, something definitely needs to be done about that, just systematically. We are washing cats, y'all. They're like, stop talking about politics. Okay, so what else do no, we want to say? absolutely not. They're like, burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. Is, there, is there anything else we need to talk about Russian dollars? Should we segue into, and I'm sorry about this, Joe and Chris, but I really want to hear what Sarah has Sarah's to say try about guys, the Try yeah, Guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pablo okay. wants to hear about the Try Guys Pablo drama. Yes. So do either of you actually know anything about the Try Guys at all? I recognize the name. Yeah. And I know that they, don't they just, I mean, don't they just do kind of like standard internet content? Like, let's do this weird wacky thing. And then They're like classic about. BuzzFeed spinoff. BuzzFeed spinoff. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So they, um, they all came up at BuzzFeed, like in... I want to say like 2013, 2014, which um, was a fever dream of a time. <laughs> this was that time when everything was put pivoting to video. Yeah. Because Facebook was uh, faking numbers. Yeah, Facebook yeah. lied about a bunch of shit and received no consequences for that, but that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, uh, try the Try Guys were just like four dudes um, who were like. Um, I think when they started doing this, they were still, like, interning at BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, um, they sort of, like, fell together into, like, this brand of just, like, being four guys who, uh, like, try out wacky stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, like, eventually this became, like, dramatically, exponentially, the most popular thing that BuzzFeed Video <laughs> was doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was a big deal. I remember stumbling upon it at its heyday and being like, wow, that's got like 18 million views yeah, or something. Yeah. And like BuzzFeed was like a pretty successful like video brand in general at that point. Like people were like in that general ecosystem because like the way the YouTube algorithm works, if you watch like one BuzzFeed video, then you suddenly have like 40,000 in your recommendeds. Yeah. Right. But like. This is also back in the days when people thought uh, the channel structure was going to work on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and yeah. it never did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> BuzzFeed was really trying it. Like, they kept yeah. expanding, like, different channels to be about, like, different things. And it was always weird. And it never Well, and then Facebook is telling them, like, you got four trillion views on Facebook. You should shut down your own websites and just... Yeah, you know, you'd have content through our platform, and you'll get more eyeballs. Yeah, and it was all lies. <laughs> yeah, so their contracts ran out in like 2018, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So they left BuzzFeed um, and started their own production channel. Uh, they've been like doing that successfully, like since then. Like I think they got a million subscribers in their first mm. day. Like they're yeah. like they. <laughs> Like, I'm sure it was, like, a nerve-wracking decision to, like, branch oh, yeah. out and leave BuzzFeed. But, like, they're doing fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, None of them have had to make a listicle in years. Yes. <laughs> well, they were in a different division. Yeah, no one was yeah, ever yeah. doing listicles. Oh, I'm convinced everyone had to make listicles. What the fuck like, is a listicle? A... Oh, it's those classic stories where it's, like, 30 things that... Oh, gotcha. Only 90s kids know. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the thing about the Try Guys is that, like, because they just sort of, like, uh, like, got thrown together, like, the first videos that they did, they're not even branded as the Try Guys, it's just, like, guys try, like, this th particular thing, and they've been very upfront about the fact that, like, the reason it's the four of them is because they were the four people who were around at the time <laughs> who were available mm -hmm. to film the video. <laughs> right, nothing special. Yeah, considered. like, it's just some dudes. So, like, um, so, like, they had to sort of, like, after the fact, like, when they realized that, like, oh, this is a thing that people, like, want to see more of, had to, like, create individual branding for themselves. <laughs> So, like, Eugene was really easy because he's gay and Asian, so, like, that's taken care of. But then there are three white guys, and so we have to differentiate the wife guys. The white guys. <laughs> we got the Gaysian, the wife guy, the tall guy, and other. Yeah. He's, he's Jewish. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh... <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. So, yeah, so, like, uh, like, Eugene... That's pretty clear. 
uh, Keith, uh, he's like the tall one who looks uh, exactly the same as that one guy from College Humor. Yes. <laughs> that was a whole big thing in this era. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Was that no one could tell the two of them apart? <laughs> oh, shit. That is a problem. Love it when videos. that happens to white people, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he like he's tall, he's goofy, he has a large mouth. Uh he likes he likes to eat things. No, it's 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 very large. It's, it's very apparent when you look at him. You can you can Google a picture of him. Yeah, he has a I'm very large it. mouth. Yeah, Dude could like deep throat a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> He probably has done that. He does a lot of eating content. Yes. Oh my um, god, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then uh, Zach, like, he's uh, like a small Jewish man-child. And then the last one is Ned. And Ned does not have any discernible characteristics, except for the fact that he is married. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Asterisk. Ho- so hold on to that, because yeah. that's important. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think that's everything you need to know about like the Try Guys as like, um, like a a group and like a brand. So is Ned like, the guy with like the the um, scandal Pidgeotto haircut, like where it's? Like... I guess. <laughs> so he he's, I assume the the Jewish guy is a small dark haired man. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's like, this guy. The pig- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I guess he does kind of look like Pidgey. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this guy has very Pokemon hair for some reason. Yeah. So like they they expanded to their own channel. They now employ like twenty something people. Like it's a whole like little cottage industry that they have going. They're very successful. They like just their their Food Network television show like just started airing like a yeah. month ago. Um, like. And can, they, you, can you give an example of, like, one of their most famous videos, just as far as, like, what the content includes? Yeah. Because I like, think that's helpful. Yeah. Like, generally, it's, uh, like, it started out, like, particularly, like, gendered. Like, guys yes. try things that, like, are specific to women. Right. Um, but, like, uh, as it as it grew at BuzzFeed, it just turned into, like, four regular dudes try, like, a thing that no one, that, like, they wouldn't have an opportunity to do otherwise. Like, there was a whole series where they were just, like, trying various things in, like, Alaska, like, dog sledding. Because, like, this got really popular, so they put mm-hmm. more money into yeah, it. Yeah. And, like, uh, like, lots of things like dancing and, like, all kinds of stuff. As they yes. As they've moved to their, like, um... But sometimes it also goes the other direction, where it's, like, the Try Guys try the worst rated whatever in whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it's a very broad category for them to do things and like as they've moved like independent like it's gotten broader still and like they've brought in like more people as like guests in videos especially as like um like as the the channel's grown and the business has grown they've all had like outside opportunities to do things uh so they're not always available for filming like yeah. for every single thing so like there are a lot of like regular guest stars like Sometimes the people in the office step in, um, like, which, uh, which <laughs> will be important later. Yes. Like, ev- like, everybody in the office, like, who, like, works as- in, like, production and stuff is, like, technically an on-camera personality. Like, their, their primary job is to be, like, a production manager or sure. a producer, but, like, also they are, like, a character in this extended universe. Because, like, honestly, I assume that's just part of their contract. That, like, they have to agree oh, to yeah. appear on camera. Yeah. The which, best ex- which does kind of make sense for, like, a company that small. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the best example of how it's structured would be, like, and this is a, this, the, the, this is a foreboding example. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, if um, um, the Bon Appetit test kitchen were not actually part of Bon Appetit, yeah kind of yeah yeah yeah. um but like that as as they've grown on they've they've uh created like much less like trying things out based content like that's still definitely a thing they do but like they have like a very popular ongoing series called without a recipe where like the four of them like get thrown Mm -hmm. in a kitchen and like told to make bagels and they don't have any instructions and they just have to make bagels and then they get judged by celebrity guest judges (laughs) okay like Zach does an absolutely deranged recurring series that he only does like maybe once or twice a year because it's clear that everyone else fucking hates it. Wants <laughs> him to stop doing it. It's called Candid Competition. Oh yeah. It's just a show where like he he um 
he goes around to like various chain places and tries to get them to make custom foods for him or like custom things but he doesn't tell them that this is for a video on the internet so he's just like he's just like going to grocery store bakeries and trying to get them to like make cakes for him like based on very weird specifications just like torturing people basically yeah uh, well rachel main producer is like do not get anyone fired (laughs) (laughs) so like they they like blur out everybody's faces they're like like respectful about the filming and everything so like to my knowledge no one has gotten fired but like there's like an ongoing narrative to it now it's like (laughs) it's weird as hell yeah but like Okay, so, uh, like, two weeks ago, I want to say, mm-hmm. there's some, there's some, like, buzz on Twitter starting that's like, uh, hey, so, word on the street is that Ned from the Try Guys is cheating on his wife with an employee? <laughs> Whose whole identity is wife guy. Yes. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, people tried to compare this to, like, Adam Levine or John Mulaney. I'm like, no. Because, like, John Mulaney had other jokes about things besides his wife. Ned had nothing going for him. (laughs) And she had appeared in several videos. That's another thing. Yes. No, she and, like, all, like, everybody, like, these people knew, like, all of their partners, like, many of their family members, like, all appeared in videos. But, like, the wives especially, they were, like, regularly there. They were, like, in videos with people, like, besides their partners. Like, Ariel was, like, a known quantity yeah. to the audience of this, of these videos. And, um, so, like, there was a whole Reddit thread, because, like, um, apparently, uh, the, the girl who was the other woman in this situation, her fiancé, like, just blew this up. <laughs> Well, Which I don't totally blame him no. for. Like, I, I get No, fair. Just, like, fuck it. all of you. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's this whole Reddit thread. Like, they get, like, blurry screenshots of the video that he apparently received, like, tipping him off to this information. Because, um, like, somebody, like, apparently multiple people, we found out later, uh, spotted the two of them <laughs> at a club in New York and like took videos oh, and were and like got on Instagram and were like to like Ariel and to this woman's fiance and we're like hey so this is unfortunate i don't love that i have to come into your dms with this but um i think oh i think that your fiance is making out with Ned from the Try Guys in this busy club in front of everyone <laughs> and i'm so fucking horrible but also like if you have a lot of internet celebrity based That's on your the appearance thing. like this was so fucking stupid correct i think it's is it just that like weird famous person invincibility thing where maybe just, i don't, I don't know. know i'm just... come on we all know people that have done this that are like fucking gas station attendants yeah, yeah correct. but then someone still sees their ass dude exactly and yeah like, yeah so, like, that was going on. And, like, also before this even happened, I think, there was, like, some, like, stuff going around on Reddit. Like, hey, have you watched, like, a recent video from him? Because it seems like Ned was maybe there for the filming and then he got edited out. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, people started looking at the videos and it, like, it did become pretty apparent. They were like, de-Stalinizing him. They were... Yeah. They were fully cutting him yeah. from from videos, and I like I remembered that like bef- like like a day or two before this happened, I had had like a, one of their videos like like they where they like try stand up comedy on like in the background while I was eating, and I remember thinking to myself, "There's something weird about this video." Yeah. And then I real oh shit, he was cut from it. <laughs> I like I'm sensing wow. the absence, and I will say like they've done a really good job with the cutting. Like, it's, it's pretty, like, it's very impressive work from their editing team, but, like, the vibes are a little weird. <laughs> like, like, things are very zoomed in in a lot of places, and, like, you can kind of still tell. But, like, Would have been great if they just digitally replaced him with Tignataro. You know? <laughs> as, all the, as all men who do terrible things should be done. We have the technology now. Yes. You can just replace people with Tignataro. Exactly. Um, so, like... I will say when I first uh, saw the screenshots in this video, I'm like, 
Listen, I don't want to jump to conclusions because that could be like any white guy. Yeah. This is very blurry. Yeah. But then like somebody uh, who had been at like the Harry Styles concert that same night um, posted a selfie of themselves with Ned uh, and like he was wearing the same shirt uh, and everyone was like, mm, not looking good, boy. Gotta love that internet detective work. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I watched the podcast episode that Zach and, and Keith did, like, Wednesday, where they, like, talked about the fall, and they were like, the CIA should hire teens on the internet. Yes. Oh, 100%. Because they can Sloops? find out anything. Crowds are real deal. Well, I mean, they kind of already do with, like, white hat hackers, honestly, yeah. but yeah. So, like, um, eventually, like, last Tuesday, I want to say... Like, uh, the Try Guys finally, like, officially released a statement where they were, like, just, like, Ned Fulmer is no longer uh, a part of the team. Uh, we did a thorough internal review, and we do not see a path forward. Uh, thank you for uh, bearing with us during this difficult transition time. That video was hilarious. No, this was just, like, a statement on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, it was, like... Oh. was something else. Yeah, the no, video it, were just psychotic. It was literally just, like, um, a, a Twitter, like, screenshot. Oh, right. Okay. And then, uh, and then, like, n- minutes after that, we get the Ned statement drop, where he was like, I lost focus on my family, <laughs> the thing I should have been focusing on, uh, and engaged in a consensual workplace relationship, which, mmm, did you... Legally, no. Yeah. Right. That's certainly a way to phrase it. I mean, okay, legally it's consensual, but the power dynamics are fucked. Yeah. Anytime you Don't have to say consensual, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like no, like it's... did he commit a crime? Probably not. Yes. yes. Did like, he violate every form of ethics known to man? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so then, uh, at, like, the internet was, like, <laughs> melting down at this point. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, if, if your defense yeah. of your behavior is, well, it's legal, yeah, that's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, everyone was, like, the, the range of reactions was, like, pretty wide-ranging, because, like... Listen, if if one of them was going to do this, it was going to be that one. It was going to be guy whose entire identity rests upon this. But, like, also a lot of people were genuinely shocked. And, like, I don't fully blame them for that. Also, because, like, I know Ned has, like, always said some questionable shit. But, like, the, the like, oh, this is why you got to be, like, careful about who you're publicly fucking supporting because like we're publicly fucking the fact that like (laughs) all the rest of them like kept him around because the thing is like they're all clearly actually very close friends oh i mean not anymore yes clearly (laughs) for one of them but like the the one thing that like this uh scenario made abundantly clear is like oh yeah that's super not an act like no. they are, I would agree with that. They're all actually very close friends because, like, the video they released later, all three of them are like visibly fucking upset mm-hmm. to a degree that, like, they would not be if they didn't give a shit about this dude. Right. Like, I would agree. Yeah, it what? seemed very sincere that they were like, yeah, uh, he fucked everything up, and are we're really upset. Yeah, yeah. like, well, and I yeah, feel, I feel like every friend group does have a moment where someone in the friend group just does something and everyone's just like okay we're not friends with that person anymore yeah but like the thing like sometimes ned would like say or do like something where you're like "Mm," but like the fact that like the other three like clearly like him you're like well he's probably fine yeah and i'm like maybe he's not actually you were mistaken like i've mm, i personally had been like drawing back from watching like the the drunk versus high videos that they sometimes do wait what's that about they have a series uh called drunk versus high where two of them get drunk and two of them get high and then they have a competition about a dumb thing like doing math problems or like hunting for easter eggs or something like that it's it was fun for a while but then i started to notice that uh ned who was always on team drunk would often get like mm, maybe too aggressive mm. like during those videos Ooh. when he was very drunk and i was like i'm gonna step just a little back from this i don't love that <laughs> yeah. like i don't 
know if that was like a conscious decision on my part, but I was just like, mm, I'm going to just like. Just some red flags yeah, going up. Yeah. You know, like the warning signs were there, but like, I don't think it's like insane that nobody like mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. them like super well. Like, I don't know. Like there's a bunch of like fucking posts on Reddit from randoms who are like, I was at a bar and like I saw all four of the try guys and Ned was like dancing up with my friend. I'm like, maybe that happened, but maybe you're like lying on the internet for Reddit cloud. I don't fucking know. So So is it just a general rule that anyone who espouses some sort of family values in public is a piece of shit? I mean, maybe. (laughs) I think anybody who spends that much time, like just talking about how great their wife is, is probably not expending that energy like actually like appreciating mm-hmm. their wife sure probably and like i will say ariel is extremely cool yeah. like, it says she's an interior designer yeah like she's yeah. a professional interior designer like they like wrote a cookbook together like they had like a lifestyle brand at target that's definitely going up in fucking smoke <laughs> you dumb motherfucker uh. like it's like keep it Which in your that pants. was more her career. Yeah. Right? Like, like, well, like, it oh is always God. amazing how that's many people like, fall her... apart immediately after getting a Target deal. Yeah, no. That's like the entire thing. Like her entire career has now been like completely entwined with his. Exactly. Because like the primary way that both of them were making money were through like this whole branded empire right. that they've created. Like also like, oh God, people have brought up so many good points on the internet. Like like the collateral for their small business loan to start their independent like production channel was Ned and Ariel's house. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I did not know that. That's very like, upsetting. So, so hopefully- Ariel was pregnant with their first child when they decided to start this business. So she's been that supportive. So yes. ho- hopefully, like Oprah or someone brings Ariel on. And I does, mean, like- we can only hope. It seems currently. <laughs> Like, they are not getting divorced. It's it's unclear. Like, because, like, Ariel also released a statement right after Ned released a statement where she was like, thank you so much to everybody who's been reaching out to me over the past couple of days. Um, I would like very much if, uh, for the sake of my children, you would respect uh, my and Ned's privacy at this time while we try to focus on our family. Yeah. And I'm like... I don't like. I don't love that for you. Like it is your decision, right. <laughs> but like. But that's probably not going to work out well for you, like financially. Yeah, in it's, terms of I success. I mean, well, that's hard to say because, like, who knows? Yeah, like her finances are so tied up in this fucking guy. Right. And like her potential future finances, because they're like. Yeah. Yeah. Like their brands are so entwined. So like, oh God. Well, I, mean, I give it six months to a year before this guy shows up as like a Christian fundamentalist. Oh, like, for, sh- oh, for sure. Country. Well, it's it's like that. There's nothing else for him to do. He's tanked his brand by doing this. No, it's he, it's like that fucking dude uh, running against uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, mm. who was like, a, what was he a football player before? He was some kind of athlete. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, mm. and he his thing is like, I used to do drugs and live like a rich. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, I used to be cool, but now I'm a Christian. And but his his son, who okay, I, who's I, also a right wing shithead, who's also a right wing shithead, who I would be a hundred thousand times surprised if this dude, this kid, is not gay. He gives very mm. gay dude vibes, um, but he's like, no, my dad's a piece of shit. Yeah, like, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like that's the same thing with his dad. Is his yeah. Well, it's been that? like okay, he's all like, abortion should not only be illegal, but we should execute women who get yeah. abortions. And then it's like all these women are like, hey, remember when you forced me to get an abortion? Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be like uh, one of his huge. One of his okay. Ah, uh, ooh, this is so. One of his huge things is. Uh, blaming black men for the problems of the black community for not stepping up and uh, uh, being a father for all these kids they're having. And now he's got illegitimate kids falling out of the woodwork uh, being like, well, hey, motherfucker, did you see remember the, me? Did you see the latest thing? Yeah. So originally it was like this someone anonymously said, no, you made, you basically coerced me into getting an abortion. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know who this woman is. And now it's like, no, I have one of your kids who you like do actually support. Mm. And you had you forced me to get an abortion with a different pregnancy. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's men are scum. That's the... It's definitely, yeah, definitely that's a one. type. You know what's bad when even your kids just randomly tweet, damn, dude, wear a condom. <laughs> it's like, wrap it up, dad. Jesus. But yeah, so then a couple days after that, uh, the remaining three Try Guys uh, release a video where they, they do offer, like, as much transparency as they possibly can about the situation legally. Like, yeah. I will say... The the try guys like have been handling this extremely well. <laughs> Agreed. And like it's agree. very clear that like the second they found out about this, because like they found out about it, um like with everyone else. No, no, no. They found out about it way earlier. Oh dear. Yeah, they found out about it at the beginning of the month. That's and... why they were editing them out of the videos. Yes. No, that's the thing. Like they found out about it over like Labor Day weekend because multiple fans sent oh. them in this information. And so they were like, we contacted the employee, first of all, to find out if they were okay. Uh, and then we asked Ned about it, and I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they started the process of removing him, like, immediately when they knew. So, like, one of the reasons why this is not a PR disaster is because they did do, like, everything right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also it's Well, fraud. and they launched, like, a third-party... Yeah, HR oh, yeah. They brought in, like, a third-party HR uh, person to, like, do a very thorough internal investigation to figure out what the fuck happened yeah. so that they could take care of this completely legally because they were, like, they were terrified they were going to get fucking sued. Yeah. Now, Which... I will say, as someone who is aware of these guys, yeah. casually, like, I am, like, you know, most of the internet. Yeah. Just sort of a casual association with these guys. It is objectively funny that it's become like huge news. Where it's I like, know one of the try guys cheated yes. on their wife. <laughs> and and it PR like has been over. putting out articles on a daily yes. basis. Yes, about no, it. they they talked about that in the podcast episode where they were like, "We knew it was going to be big within our fan base." The fact that like Variety wrote about this is insane. Oh no! So like, I was looking. I'm looking at this article now where it is the Atlantic. Yeah, criticizing an SNL skit. About the Try Guys. Yeah. Which, like, listen. From it is West. a really funny bit. <laughs> listen, uh, Ned's friend from Yale, because he did go to Yale. You hear about that a lot, too. Of That's he his did. second personality oh, trait. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but that, he has a friend who he was buddies with from Yale who is a writer on SNL. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So, but I... the the bit is funny. Like it's because the the bit isn't even about the try guys. The bit is about someone who is not terminally online trying to figure out why the fuck this is news. <laughs> because it's you you have uh it, it's basically it's set up like CNN breaking news. <laughs> so you have one reporter who's like deep in the yeah. paint. Who's standing like, in front of the White yeah. House and is like, oh, we have to cut now to news about the Try Guys. And then you have a host who's like, wait, who are these you people? Have Why yes. is this news? Like, What's I mean, going listen, on? yes, I am terminally online and I do understand that from an outside perspective, if you don't know who the fuck these guys are, the fact that this was such a giant story <laughs> is fucking insane. But yeah. like, but, but I mean, like, the fact is, they're like an extremely popular YouTuber mm -hmm. who is uh, popular with both like millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. So, right. like, a huge swath of people have watched these videos. Well, and it's, it's weird, too, just because, like, I think we've talked about years ago when it was really big and central, the the, the Me Too stuff and how everyone's yeah. like, oh, this is going to upset the way that industry works. And it's like, well, clearly not exactly. No. Yeah. Like, there's there's just always going to be the, this dude yeah. In every workplace. Well, it also just proved that there is an entire secondary media ecosystem that will gladly absorb these shitheads. Yeah. You know, we're like, you know, Russell Brand is now a like, I don't know, maybe women have too many rights. Fucking Russell Brand. <sighs> God. Okay, let's not get too much in the okay, weeds. Okay, all right. We're, yeah. we're, Sarah, what else is going on? Yeah, so like, I mean... The, the thing that's interesting to me is not that, like, a man cheated on his wife, because, like, that happens every fucking day. Yep. But, like, the fact that it was, like, just the stupidest possible move oh, on yeah. his part yeah. is yep. the thing that's so fascinating to me. Because this is one of those times where you're like, buddy, 
What was your best case here? Like, how did you think this was going to work out? Part of it is that it is so banal. Like, this is something yeah. that, like, everyone has had happen at their workplace. Yeah. But yeah. they don't report it on CNN. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone's just like, what They're not like, attrition, accounting, fucked John and Sue. Yeah, exactly. But also the fact that, like, your entire brand, your whole online personality is that you love your wife. And, like, the internet knows your wife and also loves your wife. Like, this is the And knows very much what your wife looks like. And also, what all of your employees look like, because you put them on the internet. Well, and this is also, like, the other edge of the sword for the parasocial relationship. For sure. Where this is more like, like, if people you knew. Mm-hmm. Like, people think they know these people because yeah. of the, you know, the nature oh. of that online parasocial relationship. Yeah, for sure. Sure, and of course they don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so it's that whole, like, oh, my God, you know, they're they're on a first-name basis with these people. Yeah, yeah, So it's, it's fucked and funny at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't fuck your employees. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Just don't. Just don't. Please don't. As someone who is just, like, a mid-level manager, like, I, I won't, uh, like, like, like Facebook friend people <laughs> who work for me. I like well, I'll get invited to like social gatherings where I'm like, oh, thanks for the invitation. I can't make it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you know what I've noticed? I mean, I, I've said before, like I work with mostly women in every capacity. And I see these dudes will like occasionally come into the orbit. And it's like it's actually a lot easier to just not be a scumbag. Yeah. Like just just uh, don't that, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's very easy to not cheat on your wife. I feel like <laughs> it's very easy. I think it's pretty easy to not do that. Just, just, hey, don't ask people to fuck you. And if someone says, hey, do you want to have sex? Just say no. Just say no. <gasps> and yeah. also just, like... Just don't do that. And <laughs> for the love of God, especially when it's someone who reports you, to you. Yeah. You, you have power. a power. He's, yeah. a, he's an owner of the company. It's like, what's his net worth, if you had to guess? Millions? Um, it's definitely millions, because he has all the side stuff, too. And I think he was also, like, the prime, like, put in the most money when they started the business. So, like, yeah, whoever's working for him yeah, is I mean, likely like, he not a millionaire. I think, he, I think he came from money. Yeah, oh, for like, sure. Well, if he thinks that, like, his, if he's making his main personality trait, that he is successfully married and also went to Yale. Like, that's all he's got going on, honestly. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. You would think Yale would just have classes on, like, you know, prenups and how to cheat on your wife successfully. <laughs> it's called yeah. a, it's called a sex worker, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't... That, that's what you actually learned in your ethics class at <laughs> Yale Pre-Law. I mean, like, honestly, what that dude should have done is just, like, divorced his wife or whatever figured out with her how to maintain the facade yeah. and then just like had his or, other or just don't fuck someone who works for you yeah, yeah. Well, no, what that's I'm, the primary issue here what yeah. I'm saying is there's there's centuries of just scumbag celebrities who've already laid the groundwork here like I, you know cause then, then we could find I mean, him like David the thing. I've, I've seen a lot of people who are like he should have just like divorced his wife if he was unhappy yeah. and like uh, Who said he's unhappy? And then, like, I think that no, that's see, that's no, see, yeah. that's the thing. I'm let me let me finish. I'm uh. gonna get like he. I've seen so many takes that are like he should have just divorced his wife and like rebranded himself as like a single dad, sure. and like people would have absolutely had the sympathy for him because the internet is misogynist because everything yeah. is misogynist, right? And like he would have <laughs> yes. been fine. Uh, but like I I fundamentally don't agree with that because the thing is like, why would he divorce his wife? <laughs> like. He's a he's like a like a rich white man child. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he wants to be cared for and he also wants to like go on the side and get some strange. Like oh, is the yes. is the issue. This is definitely not a dude who knows how to do his own laundry. Like yeah. this guy would be well, in and big they trouble. Have kids. Yeah, so no, she's they have also kids. raising yeah. their children yeah. probably oh, yeah. single handedly. Oh yeah. Somebody dug up because like I had totally forgotten about this. When they like first launched like podcasts, uh like back in like twenty twenty or something. Uh, Ned and Ariel had a parenting podcast that oh. did not last for very long because, it, like, and, like, the primary thing was, like, it became very apparent that, like, 
Ned doesn't know a fucking goddamn thing about these kids. He doesn't do anything. Oh, like, Ariel's bad. just doing everything. Like, <laughs> that's bad. Not to throw my dad under the bus, but, uh, you know, different generation. When, when my son was born and uh, I went to go change his diaper and my dad was like, oh, here, let me show you how to do that. And my mother comes unhinged from across the room. How the fuck would you know, David? <laughs> that's incredible. She's like, oh, do you want to change your first diaper? Is that what this is? <laughs> I can't even imagine if I had a child and the other person if they were there was like i don't do nappies i'd be like get the fuck out yeah yeah like yeah not to derail all this but i was always mystified by the number of people that are like wow you're really involved as a father i'm like you mean by being a father (laughs) they're like you're babysitting your own kids yeah and stuff like that like people are like wow he knows how to make a bottle wow he can change a diaper like yeah i have fucking kids yeah yeah like wait (laughs) the part of me is like what are some of you doing or what what are some some of you not doing oh there are so many dudes from either our parents generation or generation before that who like don't know how to make a fucking uh from the stuff i'm seeing it's not it's not a lot better now. I was about to say, I think it's very common still. Listen, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I wish the best for Ariel and her fucking kids. Yeah. Uh, men are scum. I mean, Ariel and Young Gravy are now following each other on Instagram. So, like, she has options. <laughs> Love for that her. for her. Good she for could her. do worse. I mean, I think, I think you could be... argue that uh, she already has. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. You only go up from here, honestly. Yeah. Their next video is Try Guys, Try Arbitration. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Try Guys, Try Alimony Payments. Try Guys, Try, mar- try, try mar- uh, Marriage Counseling. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, I think we're at an hour and a half, or hour and eight minutes now, so I think that's a good that's a good place to place it up i can tell you guys uh so i built a sword based on adam savage's tested youtube shit i'll report next time when i made like a trebuchet or something absolutely and next time i plan to talk about a beautiful new tarot deck i have called modern witch by lisa Surely, well, sorry, I spent so long time. No, no, no. The this is not. <laughs> no. This is not a dig. I think that that was the most appropriate story to cover today. It, it, it was timely. It, it was a good, good amount of content, and also like next time we can just make that our Halloween episode. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's perfect. Okay, cool. And I'll catch you up on all my daughter's various injuries. Oh God. <laughs> Don't go into the light, Addison. Get spooky, everybody. There is oh, yeah. a lot of amazing amazing b movies available right now on prime yes. and even netflix so get out there and oh, are we just gonna say we'll, we'll we'll just do uh hocus pocus 2 for next time yeah well, we can okay commit to that i think sure especially since i've already watched it yeah let's do that <laughs> chris is like i'm all set well and um, sarah's already watched episode three so we can do episode three hocus pocus yeah i think that makes okay. sense okay let's do that that sounds good see y'all later bye bye that's it for this episode of the Gateway Geeks podcast. Thanks for listening. And you can, as always, find us on various podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening. This episode was with Sarah Jane Connor, Tracy Gomillion, Chris Knetzer, and Joe Colbert.